Hello. I am a robot. You are listening to Scorpio. A 200% podcast. Hello games fans, welcome to Scorchio, the podcast where we review old football video games. Every week we will be taking a football video game and tearing it limb from limb before suckling on its juicy teats. Yes, and, um, and it's a World Cup special this it's week. A world, yeah, it's a World Cup special. Everybody's talking about the World Cup because there's no actual football on. So um, this week we are going back to the first three, three for the price of one this week, official World Cup video games. Was there no official video game of the 1982 World Cup? It seems uh, the, a missed opportunity. No. No, there wasn't. Mm. Um, I mean, there certainly wasn't on-home micros. And I don't really think that the concept of licensing had become a thing uh, by uh, by 1982. Um, It was certainly too, too, too soon for the for the home micros in this country. And so anybody who would have been looking to make a uh, game prior to that, would have been looking again at the biggest audiences being the USA and Japan, which at the time weren't yes. big football audiences. There was a soccer game for the Atari 2600, and there was probably a bit more famously than that, the uh, in television international soccer, which I think is probably regarded as the the first game that got anywhere near being like football. But I think that even that might not have been necessarily until nineteen eighty one or eighty two. So you had to make your own World Cups up rather than having it fed to you. You did, like, uh, gruel. You did, yes. So we have to skip forward to nineteen eighty six, or and, indeed nineteen eighty four, or nineteen eighty four, if you prefer. For this is when this game was made. Yeah, because the first one of this trilogy is um, World Cup Carnival, which is a game that has taken a semi-mythological status as being one of the worst games in the history of the ZX Spectrum. And I think that is probably a little bit unfair. Um, The game itself is bad. We'll come back to that. But... um, but it was bad for it was bad for reasons, and there are objectively worse games than that that have been produced for the ZX Spectrum. There were some absolute toilet chucked out in you know nineteen eighty two, eighty three, eighty four sort of time, and even after that, sometimes they just didn't work. You know, it was not uncommon for for games to have bugs in them that if you got to a certain point in it, it would just stop working. Um, probably. One of the most famous ZX Spectrum games of of, of them all was um, Jet Set Willy, which came out in I think 1985, and that had a bug in it, which meant that you couldn't complete it. Um, so it wasn't uncommon for games to be bad or to be broken, but it was a very, very, very different market at that time, and a very, very different industry at that time. So. In order to tell the story of World Cup Carnival, we need to go back to the start of 1986 and a Birmingham-based software house called US Gold. And US Gold had gone into partnership with Ocean Software, who were one of the the bigger, probably the biggest, Spectrum software house. And US Gold... Their original motif was to bring arcade games to the ZX Spectrum. That was kind of their original their original aim was to bring these games to home micros 
Uh, Hmm. I think it's a fine idea. Yeah, and and it it worked sporadically. They released some bad games. They released some good games. And uh, so because they were in partnership with with Ocean, uh, Ocean had a game engine for a football game, uh, a game called Match Day, which we will almost certainly cover at some point. At some point on this podcast, because Matchroom is uh, sorry, Match Day is probably the definitive ZX Spectrum football game. It's 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 probably the one that's the most fondly remembered and was probably the best. Probably the best. Well, it's considerably considerably better than this, I think, by all accounts. Yeah, well, I mean, the intention was that Ocean would just take it, reskin it. Stick a bunch of World Cup stuff over it. Set up a tournament that was similar to the structure of the 1986 World Cup. Bob's your uncle. I mean, it's not a bad idea, is it, really? Yeah. it's Take, it, take you an afternoon. <laughs> and it would have worked and it would have been perfectly fine. And I think most people probably would have been happy with that. You know, if they built in a few of the extra kind of, you know, snazzy new coding things that people had figured out in the intervening two years you know, make a version of Match Day that's better than Match Day, then uh, I think that probably would have worked. But what actually happened was that they went back to Ocean shortly before the game was due to be released, and Ocean hadn't done anything about it whatsoever. They hadn't even touched it. That must have been an incredible day, an incredible phone call, an incredible visit, you know, knock at the door. How's that World Cup game coming along? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, you know, the, the conspiracy theory would be that uh, that Ocean already had Match Day Two in the pipeline. Um, Cunning. And so, even though they were a sister company, did they really want anybody encroaching on that territory when they were just about to release a follow up to Match Day the following year? Uh, those rascals I mean you can't prove these things definitively one way or the other but the reality remained the same and so US Gold ended up with about a few weeks to go before the World Cup Finals because obviously the only time that you can put this game out is shortly before the World Cup actually starts for, for programmers they couldn't find anybody who could do it in the amount of time that they had. I mean, you know, it did not take the years that it takes to develop a game now in, no. in 1986, but it still took some time and some time. I think, was it, I've read somewhere they had about two months. Yeah, I think it was about, yeah, six six weeks, two months, something like that. It was not, not long enough anyway. Clearly not. Yeah, so in the end, uh, they they kind of put a message around the industry grapevine saying, look, we're in a bind and we need a football (laughs) game now. And so they were contacted by a small company called Arctic Computing, who two years earlier had released a game called World Cup Football. And so they bought uh, the rights to this game. And Arctic actually were at the point of bankruptcy at the time. They were a very small software house. They'd only released a, a handful of very kind of mediocre games so they basically reskinned it they added a kind of training level and a penalties level to it and slapped a load of stuff in a box to try and cover up this fairly egregious mistake and uh, and put it out at nine pounds 99 which was a lot of money in 1986 that was a premium price in 1986 mm. and of course it got absolutely slaughtered in the press it got an absolute kicking. There were, I I remember a letters page to a magazine at the time, which was almost entirely taken up by people who were just disgusted. Um, They didn't put any screenshots on the box. It was in one of those big kind of like video cassette boxes. It wasn't... Well, it needed needed to be, because I got a list of uh, the things that they had inside the uh, the, the box, as well as getting the game cassette... You also got a sew-on fabric badge, yep. which is ideal for any gaming mods yep. out there. You got flag stickers for all of the 24 countries who were participating. There was a World Cup poster that you could fill in, a World Cup wall chart. Yep. And there was a World Cup facts poster, which had some sort of World Cup trivia and some illustrations. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, the thing is that when the game came out, 
when it when it had come out in 1984, it had been an average game at that time. It wasn't spectacularly badly reviewed when it came out originally in 1984, but by 1986, it was a different environment. Um, you've got to bear in mind that these home computers had only started existing, you know, four or five years before. The the curve in terms of the quality of games was very, very, very steep. I mean, I remember being kind of 14 or 15, and if you saw a game, if you just happened to see a game with no kind of context, you could tell what year it was from, just yeah. from just from looking at it. If it, you know, 1982 games had a certain look, 1983 games had a certain look. And that went right the way through to about 1987, because it took that long for people to actually master these machines and learn how to wring the absolute most out of them that they could. So an average game in 1984 was not going to cut it in 1986. Never. That was never going to happen. So there's a part of me which says, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not angry at the software house. You know, um, the original software house, they were just a small company who chucked out a game and they go and, and, and it, you know, they sold a few copies of it. And the thing is, I had it. I had the original World Cup football. Um, I was, you know, obviously the sort of kid that would accumulate all the football games, any single game. I even got a few by mail order that you just see them in a magazine and, you know, send off a postal order for six quid and just get back something or other. Um <laughs> I remember a game called Super League, which was like a management game, which I got by that method. Um, and we may do that at a later date. We may do Super League because um, that that's a very interesting, interesting game indeed. But um, but it, that it wasn't going to cut it in 1986, and they got absolutely slaughtered for it. And uh, the, well, the, the, the rehashed old shit for well, this, a hugely this, inflated price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no mention on the box at all no. of what it was. Well, you, you wouldn't, would you? Now, actually, you were speaking about letters, um, letters pages in the magazines. Mm. I found uh, online a scan of a letters page where US Gold had had their reply printed. Right. Okay. In in Zap magazine oh right okay the commodore 64 magazine my eye was particularly drawn to this paragraph which i think tells you everything you need to know about the psychology of of u.s gold generally Mm -hmm. um in some respects world cup carnival was to the good of the software market it has set a precedent for publishers to produce quality content on the back of a license, which US Gold has been proud to achieve without exception in the past. And what they seem to be saying is that by releasing this... Turd. Turd. <laughs> yeah. And having a the grossly inflated price and, you know, full licensing and, and so forth, they have, in a way, raised awareness of the uh the the potential pitfalls and dangers of the whole it's an in- licensing yeah. thing. I mean it's an interest it's an interesting point and it's and it, and, and and yeah it's a bold know. gambit and, really. and and I mean it's almost you know kind of a, a, a disarmingly honest to say that yeah we we really fucked this one up I mean the thing <laughs> is that if they hadn't put out a game at all that would have cost them a fair amount of money I don't yeah. know whether it would have been enough to sink them but it would have cost them a fair amount of money. And the thing is that, as we've, you know, as we've said before, that US Gold were capable when, you know, depending on who they bought in, depending on who was doing the games for them, they were capable. In the same month that World Cup Carnival came out, they also released uh, Leaderboard, which is a golf simulation, which was for many years until Tiger Woods. If you ask somebody, name a golf game, name a golf computer game, the answer would have been leaderboard. It was definitive. It was, and it was very, very, very good. A very good game. It was, you know, it was the game that paved the way for Tiger Woods because it took the kind of same angle and the same sort of aesthetic that that that, that EA Sports later built upon. So they could do it. It was. It wasn't that they were, you know, a bunch of sort of monkeys in propeller caps um, sitting at a desk 
you know, gurning yeah. at a screen, not understanding what they were looking at. This is a thousand monkeys working at a thousand typewriters. Soon, they'll have written the greatest novel known to man. Let's see. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. You shut up. I, I have a small degree. I have a degree of sympathy for them. Um, I have no sympathy. It's They are... Yeah. I mean, there was kind. a story that went out, and I don't know whether it's one that they fed to the press or not, that they that, that blamed a rogue programmer. And it was a false story that said <laughs> that, yeah, they hired somebody to do it, and this guy produced this game for them, and it was so broken when they came to try and release it that they couldn't, uh, they, they couldn't actually put it out. Um, and I'm not mm. sure where that story came from. But it wasn't it wasn't the case. The interesting thing about all of that, of course, is that it didn't do Arctic Computing any good because they were in serious financial trouble when they accepted the offer for this ready cash. But then it turned out that they'd sold the rights to it and uh, they were sued uh, for all the money from it and ended up going into liquidation, I think, probably before the end of 1986 anyway. So it didn't turn it didn't turn yeah. out well for them. But I mean, they were, you know, they were a small publishing house. You, there were there were levels. There were different sizes of company. How there were different sizes of company, and dependent on the size of that company and the profile of that company, would would be how likely you were to see their games in shops. You know. And uh, art. Yeah, I mean, US Gold were fundamentally a um, a distributor as much as they were a, a software yeah, yeah. house. They bought up a lot of a lot of smaller companies' work and um, would sell it within. Yeah, US they Gold were explicitly on. in the first place. They were just a distributor. People would literally send them. You know, they would go to the USA. They would buy in the tapes. They would get the people to send them over to the UK, and they just had a warehouse where they'd rebadge them and put them out. Um, it was a couple of years of that before they actually started producing games themselves. Uh, but it didn't work out well for Arctic, and it didn't work out well. It didn't really work out well for anybody. But um, the game itself. The game itself, yes. So, I mean, I'm very familiar I, uh, with it. So, I was interested to hear your thoughts on seeing it for the first time. It's as close to being completely unplayable as I think I've ever encountered with a game before. Um, let's start with the good things. Stick a pin in this one because there are 24 playable teams. And they are the 24 teams that are qualified for the 1986 World Cup. So, tick. The fact that only 23 of them are spelt correctly, <laughs> you know, moot, that's a moot point. But the rest of it is just, what in holy hell? Obviously, there's no real players, there's no real stadiums. I mean, you've got to be realistic about the uh, limitations for the machine. But it was every game was five aside. Yes, yes. It, and, and because... Each match was rendered as as a white team versus a, a black team with stick figures. It was essentially like you were playing a version of the uh, match highlights in Football mm-hmm. Manager. I actually couldn't really play it at all. It took me a while to figure out what the controls were, and once I figured out what the controls were, I couldn't. I still couldn't yeah. use them. Yeah, I mean. One, Q one for, down, for up. A, S, Z. Q, Q for down. Mm-hmm. What kind of toe-thumbed freak well, thought of that y- as a You've got to bear method? in mind that it was designed for a rubber key spectrum rather than a PC keyboard. Well, I, yeah, I, was, I actually I started Googling pictures of spectrum keyboards so I could jog my memory as to exactly... Just to see whether or not they were massively different in layout. Because... It, on a modern keyboard, no human being would assign you would those use, keys. But they okay, weren't that you would far use, Because I used to use that key com- configuration occasionally for games. You, you could select it and, I, and it, you <laughs> could use it. So you would use forehand, uh, forefinger on your left hand for one, index finger on your left hand for okay. Q, 
forefinger okay. um, on your right hand for S, left finger, oh, uh, sorry, left index finger for A, and then left right thumb for Z. And on a, and on a rubber key to okay. that kind of worked. There were two. There were two that were kind of familiar, and one was one Q A S Z, and the other was Q A O P, and then an M or space bar. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it was a two-player game. So you know, again, tick. But, yeah. Look. Look. If but you want to know, it's a five. It's a five. Five-a-side football game. Five-a-side at most, because as soon as the the ball is in motion, and the players are running vaguely after it, if those players come into opposition they disappear yep they both disappear yeah i mean that's the kind of i mean a part of that is to do with the way that the 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 spectrum used to render graphics it would uh a a sprite would be within a block but you could only color that block in one color so if it went in front or behind another one then you would get this thing it was called color clash uh, whereby the background of, you know, the, the the whole of the square around what it was going past would do would would change to that colour, and there were software houses eventually that found ways around it by drawing black borders around their around their sprites, but the, yeah. the, the colour clash in itself um, was a, was common, very common. It's why so many Spectrum games are monochrome. Uh, because it was such a big problem, and it's there also there was a Commodore sixty four version of the of the game, obviously with slightly more refined graphics. But even then, no, that would that when the player played that. gets the ball, yeah. the color of their kit changes. Yes, yeah, yeah. They change to they change, it changes to light blue, doesn't it, for the player in possession? Yes, subtly different from. What everybody else is wearing—it's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, oh, it's it's terrible. And don't don't you know? Don't don't have me you know? Don't don't take the impression that I'm not. And saying I think it's terrible. if you are able to get control of the ball, uh, on top of everything else, it, it's actually quite easy. It's oh yeah, just, yeah. It's not difficult, then yeah. a question of zigzag dribbling and taking a shot. Yeah, there's no group stage, so the whole World Cup thing is. Um, fairly laughable whatever team you choose out of the 24 you are immediately thrust into quarterfinals and knockout so the whole format of the competition that it's been licensed to represent has been abandoned it's it's a such a criminally lost opportunity and given the fact that they were charging premium prices i think it's probably a crime (laughs) On on several other levels. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that's interesting, actually. I was thinking about that while I was cooking my dinner earlier this evening. And I was thinking, mm. if that happened now, would there be grounds <laughs> for a class action lawsuit? I don't think it would even have been thought about <laughs> at the time. But, you know, consumer rights have come a long way since 1986. Well, yeah, and obviously the uh, video games are now mass media, aren't they? They're... It's not yeah. just Oh, nerds. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, I mean, at the time, it caused an enormous fuss. And they had done some other shonky games as well. And so the reputation of the company did take a long time to survive. But having said that, they did survive. And they actually ended up as one of the longest Whoa. serving, one of the latest producers of Spectrum Games. Full stop, and and they were still producing games, getting on for a decade later, as we will come back to. Well, I mean, I I during my youth of uh, video gaming consoles, I you know I was no stranger to US Gold games. They used to do uh, Olympics games and sports games, and um, you know there were some very reasonable yeah. titles. In there. This man just showered with a new kind of soap, new Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. One impact that 
the World Cup carnival Farago did have was that US Gold lost the license mm. for the next World Cup game, although I believe they still were in charge of publishing it. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, how that it gets it starts getting complicated. But uh, yeah, I mean, so four years later, skip forward four years. <laughs> And it's now it's it's now yeah. the 1990 World Cup console gaming exactly. is now where it's at, and uh, and it's time for World Cup Italia 90, the official game of the 1990 uh, World Cup. And th- this game is it's not a direct rip of another game like World Cup Carnival was, but it is very 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 heavily dependent on a game itself. It resembles a game called uh, Tekan World Cup, which was an arcade game that came out in about 1985, I think. Um, and mm. it's uh, it's not very good, is it? Shall we? I uh, have to say, I mean, bearing in mind that World Cup Carnival is virtually unplayable, particularly for people who've grown up not using weird keyboard um, controls. Mm-hmm. World Cup Italia 90 is, I think, the worst football game I've ever played in my well, life. Well, I think that people's expectations were somewhat different. It, was, it came out in 1990, obviously, so it was one of the first games to come out for the Mega Drive. Yeah, it was made by Virgin Mastertronic. Yeah. Now, Mastertronic... Which sounds like a... a well, it's to, that's procedure. two companies, really, because Virgin were involved in the game scene from about 1986 or 87 onwards. And Mastertronic were the first really successful budget company, budget games company, selling games at one ninety nine. And they had a few decent ones. They had a few decent ones, a lot of, a lot of yes. terrible ones. But Mastertronic were there... At the, at the at the very at the very start, it was them and uh, Codemasters who ended up uh, going for a long time. Well, they're still going. Codemasters. Yeah, but they still go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Codemasters make the um, official Formula One video games, um, Dirt Rally. Oh right. Uh, they're they're very much specialists in that uh, sort of racing simulation field. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was always their thing. Their thing was, um, I think it was Master. I know it might have been Codemasters, who all of their games were called Sim something something Simulator. That might yeah. have been Codemasters, but um, the budget games scene thrived fairly well. The games were positioned in corner shops as well as in kind of main shops. So you know you go into a news agent's and there might be a little rack of Mastertronic games in there. Uh, you know, yeah. quid ninety nine a throw. Um, but this game is 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 its its roots seem to be in Tekkan World Cup, which was an arcade game that was played. Uh, it came in a cocktail cabinet. Tekkan <laughs> World Cup with a rollerball at each end. Um, I remember playing it on a school trip, and I've got a feeling I've got a feeling that it was on Brighton Pier. Because we went on a school trip when I was in about the third year or something. So that would have been about 1986 sort of time. Uh, to the Sea Life Centre, Brighton Aquarium. and Dolphin area. Dolphin area and whatever it was called at the time. I don't remember. But I, what I do remember is that obviously we had a lunch time, a lunch break. And there was a whole bunch of people on the pier crowded around this one machine. And it was two people thrashing the shit out of these rollerballs <laughs> and this uh, Tekkan World Cup. Uh, Tekkan World Cup wasn't very successful because they had these rollerballs. And because it had these rollerballs, it meant that they were incredibly high maintenance. You know, people have to spend a ton of money getting them fixed and repaired because the pieces, it, you know, even if they didn't actually break, then the pieces would wear out quite quickly on them. But, um, yeah. But the the Italia ninety game is like that. It's uh, it's a vertical view from overhead. Yeah, top down. Top down and drone cam. And it's not so much that it's difficult to control. It's more that 
it, it, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it, is what it well, is. Well, what it manages to do is be slow but uncontrollable, which is a fairly yeah. unique combination. Usually, I mean, a game will either be it, it could be too slow, um, but at least you can control what the players are doing. Or it can just be too fast, and they're just running around like lunatics, and you and, they, and you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. get the the level of accuracy that you need. It all there's the nub of a good game in there if you could do certain things, but of course you can't do those things. Yeah, I think, and as such, it's useless. Yeah, I mean, I think that it took its, you know, it kind of took that overhead cue probably from, you know, from kickoff. Which would uh, yes, which absolutely would have been, yes. which would have been out by then. I think the first kickoff was nineteen eighty nine. Um, I mean, first of all, the, the the overhead view. If like me, you are color blind, right? It actually is in an immediate problem because it eliminates two of the three distinguishing factors that exist in football kits, and of course, football kits are designed the way they are so that there are three elements you've got your jersey you've got your shorts you've got your stockings yeah but but i mean obviously fifa have got weird about that sort of thing and and they're they're now saying that you have to have like you know one light kit and one dark kit and all the shirt shorts and socks have to be the same that was a nonsense obviously so you know but I mean, the one thing I would say about all of that is that they've they've got the kits really wrong, haven't they? Oh, I mean, the they have got nearly everything wrong, really, on this game. Let's let's begin at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four playable teams, just like World Cup Carnival. Yep, ten of those teams didn't qualify for Italia ninety. Yeah. Some of those teams had never qualified for the World Cup at all at that point. I love it. <laughs> um, Japan didn't qualify for the World Cup until 1998. And China didn't qualify. China <laughs> didn't qualify for the World Cup until 2002. Well, China's, China's an extraordinary division, uh, decision. I mean, Japan, you can understand because obviously the Mega Drive. That's a marketing uh, decision. The mar- was, Japan was a huge market for games in 1990. It was probably as big a market as, you know, the whole of Europe because they had such a head start on yeah. console gaming over, over this country. But I do not believe and I do not accept that there would have been anything like a big market for console games in China in 1990. In no- be There would be now. But oh, absolutely. This wasn't I mean, now. This was, you, you, know. you try making a football game without China on it now and you'll get laughed out of the room. Yeah, yeah. But China had never qualified for the World Cup at that point. Um, and no one in China, the... no, no one in China would have had a Sega Mega Drive. Or if they, even if they did, I mean, the way it is in China, even now, is that most people have knockoffs. Yeah, well, you know, so yeah. even the few people that did have Mega Drives in China in 1990 might well not have had official ones. I, so I don't know. It's, yeah. it's it's a it's really bizarre bit of um, decision. One of the playable teams uh, was Peru, who didn't qualify for a World Cup until 2018. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, and one of the teams haven't qualified for a World Cup since. Uh, Italian ninety comes out, and that's Hungary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's you know. the 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 full ten the the uh, playable teams who didn't qualify for the World Cup are Peru, Mexico, China, France, Hungary, Algeria, Denmark, Poland, Japan, and Morocco. Mm. Uh, the countries, therefore, who missed out on being in the official Italia ninety video game, included Cameroon. Mm-hmm. Who of course story of the finals one of the, story yeah. the entire finals, Republic of Ireland another story of the finals, yeah. Romania one of the more colourful and exciting teams yeah. in the finals, yeah. Colombia yeah one of the more storied teams in the finals, Costa Rica of course got to the second yeah. round beat Scotland one did, did they win the group no Brazil won the group they came second though didn't yeah they? they came second in their group yeah Egypt. You know, yeah, it's a big football country, Egypt, Czechoslovakia, quarter finalists. Out of the ten teams 
five of them got to the knockout. The te- those, those United Arab Emirates and Sweden were the only two teams who were left out who failed to win any points. Yeah, I mean, Sweden getting knocked out in the first round was quite a big surprise, wasn't it? Not, not as big a surprise as uh, France and China pitching up at the Italia 90 and going, yeah, we qualified, what do you mean? Yeah, look, check, check this game out. It's, a, it's an absolute... You go into the game and you're presented with a world map drawn by a child yeah. on a on an etch a sketch. Yeah. You you move around, you move around and select your country. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, what you might pick one of the fourteen countries that actually qualified for the World Cup. Uh if you select England, mm. it highlights England and also Northern Ireland, which I'm sure would have been an enormously helpful political decision. Oh well, yeah, well time. Abba, there you go then, you see. Look, if you want it to be Ireland and they haven't put it <laughs> I'm only. I'm yeah, only, just be yeah, England. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Irish football fans, yeah. is that England are definitely their second almost team. Almost certainly. Almost, um, almost absolutely <laughs> certainly. Official World Cup game. Fourteen countries who are official World Cup teams. No real players. Yeah. When you select a team, you are able to uh, select a squad of sorts. I think there's five. Defenders, five midfielders, and, and four strikers. One of the things I enjoyed is that the fake names—they've—they've they've got the fake names which are close to the real names, haven't they? Well, some of them are are, are just pulled out of somebody's ass. Yeah. Some of them are fake names that are close to the real names. The English team I, is such an extraordinary melange yeah. that I, I wrote the whole thing yeah. down. In goal, you can choose between Silton. Yeah. And Saxon. I don't know who's Saxon. That's again, see, pulled out of somebody's ass. Silton and Saxon. Then the defenders are Butcher, yeah. who was a real player, who played at the World Cup. Mills, Thompson, Fennick, and Handsome. Yeah, Kenny Handsome is definitely my favourite. Kenny, Kenny Handsome. <laughs> uh, midfield were Hodge, Robson, Wilkins, Corwin. I'm, I'm hoping that was meant to be Jeremy Corbyn. And Charles <laughs> and Charleston. Um, we all we all fondly remember Bobby Charleston, the dancing oh, goal scoring. Yeah, legend. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that might be Gascoigne. Might be an attempt to be <laughs> to do Gascoigne. And the forwards were Lineker, Francis, Keane, and Hately. So I mean, there's what three players there yeah. who actually were in the England team. For the nineteen ninety World Cup, you you know you've got your spine of Butcher, Robson, and and Lineker at least. Yeah, it's just such a peculiar... oh, it's absolute eggs, isn't it? Is what it is. You you get in you get into the um you get into the games. There's uh, at some point you might be thinking, uh, what about you know, what's what's the half length like here? What's uh, what's there's no option screen. No, you. You just dive straight into the game. This is a problem because of this endlessly looping music that chisels <laughs> away at your will to live. I think the sound effects alone would probably be bad enough over time. But yes. the music, the music just ate at my soul, particularly as I, I was losing quite heavily. And the, I mean, it was one of the lowest moments I've ever experienced. The goalkeepers on the teams uh, all wear caps, which I quite like. Yes. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you only glance, it takes quite a bit of time to realise that they're baseball caps. Um, yeah. At a glance, it looks like they're all wearing flat caps. It does. Yeah. And also, the goalkeepers all appear to be manually controlled. Yes. Which again, you can't turn off. Yeah. If the ball goes out of play for any reason, you will get a cut screen. So you'll move away from the top-down view for a ghastly cut screen. Yeah. Uh, and if a goal is scored, you get a probably my favourite screen on the game because actually, from a distance, it almost looks reasonable. Yeah. You, they probably put that on the box artwork, and people would have looked at it and gone, "Cool, that looks pretty good." Yeah. <laughs> you could. Doesn't doesn't show off the fact that it is a stationary screen that leads to nothing and does nothing. 
Well, the other thing to bear in mind, of course, with World Cup Italia 90 is that it had a second lease of life as a game. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it appeared on a compilation called Sega Classics, I think. And it was on a... <laughs> but it was one disc... Oh, sorry, one cartridge, rather. And the single cartridge gave you the option to have that, World Cup Italia 90 Columns, which was like... The, Tetris. The Mega Drives, yeah, the Mega Drives equivalent to Tetris. And uh, Super Hang-On. Um, ah, the okay. motorbike racing game, which which Super Hang On would probably be in a lot of people's top ten ever Mega Drive yeah. games. So it had the second lease of life as being part of this three part compilation a few years afterwards. It had no no part to play there. No, there yeah. was, it must have looked very 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 bad by nineteen you know ninety three or ninety four whenever it came out. It must have looked very bad indeed. As I say, it's. Tantalite. There's a it's there is a tantalizing glimpse of a game that is actually functional there. Yeah, it's a game that could work if you could pass as accurately as you can on FIFA '95 last week, for example. You could get by, but you can't. All you can do is just lump the ball forward, and I might add that is all you can do is lump the ball forward because. You are physically unable to kick the ball backwards. That is you true. That is true. Actually, you can't you have to, pass. Yeah. You can't pass the ball backwards. You can't kick the ball backwards in any way. On the Master System version of Italia '90, you could kick the ball backwards, and there was a bug whereby every time you scored an own goal, it counted to your score. Yes. Which is, I mean. God almighty! I think that the the World Cup Italia game was cut a little bit of slack. Because a lot of people coming to it would have been coming from the Spectrum and the Commodore 64. I mean, if you if you were coming from uh, World Cup Carnival, if you'd been in stasis yeah. f- for four years and come back, you wouldn't have gone, well, you know, they're getting somewhere, yeah. at least. I mean, I, I would have said that. I mean, the Mega Drive was really my first prolonged exposure to a, um, to a console. I know there were obviously plenty of people who had a Sega Master System before, but... The Mega Drive was really the one that caught the imagination. So I think that most people, or a lot of people at least, would have been coming at it from the perspective of people that had only ever played Spectrum games before. And yeah. I think that in an entirely superficial sense, it's obviously a step up. Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean... But that's not, it, that's not the sum total of it. No. And it's... As much as anything... If it's supposed to be a game that is a, a, a simulation of the Italia 90 World Cup, mm-hmm. you would have thought that there would be fouls on it. Yeah. There's no there's no fouls on it. No. It's, it's essentially like speedball. But when you play speedball on the Mega Drive, you can actually move the ball between people almost on purpose, which you can't do. All you can do is just go sliding in yep. endlessly yep. <laughs> until something happens. Yeah, that's about that's about the level of it, and then just punt the ball forward. Yeah, punt the ball forward and then hope that when the ball finally breaks to you in an advantageous position, you can remember what the button for shoot is. Well, I mean, the way to do it is just to go diagonally, just lump it forward diagonally until it gets to the yeah. other end of the pitch. Eventually, the ball is just going to sail into the, into the opposition's penalty area, which case you should be able to, to score. So there was a kind of, yeah. you know... Uh, or at the very least, sliding tackle all of their defenders in a desperate attempt to yeah, score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought Madame Colette would like my new designs, but she didn't seem to have time for me. I was lucky, though. I had a friend who told me the truth. B.O. She told me the secret of personal freshness. And since then, I've never looked back. Thanks to Lifebuoy Toilet Soap. Moving on to World Cup 94. The last of our trilogy. The last of our trilogy. That properly addressed that issue. 
I cannot fault it for that. Mm. I don't think I've ever played a football game that you can get so freely booked and sent off in all my in all fair. my life. Fair. It is a. I mean, I hated USA '94. <laughs> I hated it almost as much as I hated World Cup Carnival because at least with World Cup for Carnival, you had the kind of consolation of knowing that the game had been written originally written in 1984 probably less than 2 years after the spectrum was first you know released but by 1994 people knew what video games were about they knew you know how they how they were supposed to work yeah and I don't think anybody... Well, no, I mean, people have played sensible soccer by this point. Well, yeah. yeah we exactly. know the people who made World Cup 94 have played sensible soccer because the graphics are almost entirely yeah, they, based yeah, on it. Yeah, because they've robbed it. It's a, it's a kind of cross between sensible soccer and um, Kickoff 2, uh, stylistically. Um, but it's just, it's just terrible. It's just a terrible game. The players are almost impossible to control. I played one match earlier this week and I didn't get to the end of it I didn't get to half time actually um, <laughs> it was too many players sent off somebody or other against Bolivia and Bolivia were free up within six seconds because every time I took the kick off I just kicked it oh, straight God. to one of theirs who just yeah. pelted it into the goal and it was like the goalkeeper didn't move I didn't move nobody moved except for this one bloke who would just you know and and I got really angry by it. I was like, what is this bullshit? This is 1994, you know. Um, mm. what, year did, uh, what year did Donkey Kong Country come out? <laughs> you know, there's a game to compare it with, you know, in terms of quality. Or Aladdin on the Mega Drive. I think Aladdin on the Mega Drive came... Aladdin would have been a year before, yeah. I think. So, you know... So it's not like it couldn't be done if if people knew or uh, had the inclination no, again, to do it. In terms of looks, it looks it looks like a good game. Yeah. It lo- the the presentation of it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Definitely a step up in all directions. Well, the, uh, uh, the world the world map doesn't look like it's been drawn by a monkey or a child. My only issue with all of that is that I found the picture menu, and I'm usually all right with picture menus, but I found the picture menu to be just unspeakably oh, terrible. It's impenetrable. Yeah. It's hieroglyphics. Yeah, it's hi- hieroglyphics. It's hieroglyphics without the benefit of a Rosetta Stone. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, presumably the Rosetta Stone would have been provided with the original cartridge. Oh, God. But it's yeah, horrible. It's, it's too fast. It's too fast. You can't control the players properly. Every time they give away a foul, they get sent off. And then, when, of course, when they get yeah. sent off, when they get booked, the referee just looks in the other direction. Yeah, he turns while 180 he's degrees it. and shows the red card, usually to the linesman, as your player just walks off. Yeah. But you, it's doubly galling because you wanted to get the ball back. You've lost the ball through no fault of your own, probably. And then you've just been chasing a player down the wing. Yeah, I mean, I had these. I would have. Am I going to take the ball off him, or is is something going to happen? And you go, no, clearly nothing's going to happen here. Going to have to press a button, and that's that's when you get booked. Yeah, I mean, I would have these tiny little moments when things would start working, and the suddenly my players would be passing it around between them. And then it would just end with one of them either passing the ball straight to the opposition or belting it straight into his own goal or. Just something ridiculous, and it yeah. just it felt it felt broken, and it felt. Why rushed. didn't Why don't goalkeepers take the goal kicks? I have no idea. Point point the point the first. I like the fact that it is modelled on the actual tournament, and it modelled on the actual tournament, not just in that it's got the twenty four teams that qualify. Yeah. but it's modelled on. If you want, it is set up so you can play a World Cup. Yeah, uh, you know that is the 1994 World Cup with all the teams in the right groups and all the matches in the same order. Yeah, yeah. If you like, you can mix the groups up. If you like, you can put England, Scotland, Denmark, France, Japan, Portugal, Wales, or Australia, who are eight teams who didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, in in the World Cup, fantastic. 
you can play around with the formations. You can choose different options for the the game, uh, and none of it makes a bit of difference. No, none whatsoever. to the experience. No. I ha- like uh, I say, uh, I, uh, I I hated it. Definitely of the three games, it was the one I hated the most. <laughs> Because yeah, by it, that point, oh, yeah. there was no mitigating circumstances. Like I no. say, you know, the Italia 90 game came out after the Mega Drive had been out for not very long. So it's understandable that people might not know how to, or might not have known how to no, code no, that no, properly. No. And obviously with the Spectrum games, well, these are just things that are being churned out in somebody's, you know, different people's bedrooms. So... They're very, very, very different marketing yeah. marketplaces. People had very, very different expectations. World Cup 94 is slick. You can see that it's slick from the way it looks. But it plays like a piece of shit. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wrote down... I wrote down um, uh, actually, you can see how furious I was from my handwriting. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> you can't get reliable dif- distance from the restarts, and it's nearly impossible to tackle without fouling. Yeah. You can you can pass, which is a good thing. Now you can pass, but only if you can figure out what the buttons are. I, at no point did I ever figure out what the buttons are because every time I pressed a button, it seemed to do a different thing. Yeah. It it shouldn't be this hard if you've got a three button controller. To define a football game, you know, pass, shoot, and do a goal. Uh, d- yeah, pass, shoot, do a goal, or pass. I think FIFA's was the most straightforward, which was low pass, you know, short pass, yeah, long pass, high pass, yeah, uh, do a goal. They're your buttons. Now you could have it so you could tap. One, you could tap a button to do a short pass or hold it to do a long pass. Yeah, have a do a goal button and then a sprint button that yeah. would be which pretty, you definitely did fly. not need on this game that appeared to be running <laughs> at 700 hertz a second. It was, um, that, that was most unnecessary, most unnecessary, and, and also it's just we've brought up a number of little piffly things you know that we've noticed about, about games. Mm-hmm. And this game has addressed them all in the most preposterous ways. So, if you had played the World Cup Italia 90 game, for example, and thought, hmm, no fouls in this game, every time your player comes in contact with another player, he's going to get booked in this game. So, we've got that sorted. What's your next problem? Well, in FIFA International Soccer... There were no mixed race team. No. Well, we'll have mixed race teams. In fact, every team is going to be a mixed race team. Cameroon have got a white goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably decided to white up for the benefit of the, the World Cup uh, 1994. Why are there no real players? <laughs> How fucking hard would that have been? It's licensed up the wazoo every single hieroglyph that you can try and fail to control anything with has got striker the world cup pup tm in it before the game even starts Mm -hmm. there are things for you know american airlines and god alone knows who's who else yeah for why aren't there any real players why I actually remember playing this game when it came out and thinking it was all right. And I think that speaks volumes as to how stupid I was when I was 14. And also, what a cultural desert the football video game world was at the time, pre-FIFA and pre-pro-evolution soccer. Mm. But but not pre-sensible soccer, mind you. Yeah. Which I had also played at that point, and I did uh, think was definitely superior. God, <laughs> I played it. All all World Cup '94 made me do was it just made me go and play sensible soccer, mm. and just it's so superior in every single conceivable way. Yeah. Do you think? It's, do you think it might have been deliberate? 
what do you think that Sensible yeah. made this game? Well, well, that would be a conspiracy theory for the ages, wouldn't it? Do you think there's a possibility that it might have been just deliberately left like that? Well, I don't know. Because there's a I lot mean, of bugs. There's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong with it. Presumably, someone play tested it. I wouldn't be so uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that 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 could be it. That that's how through the looking glass moment. Yeah, here, I suppose. Is that they they made it and they went, yeah, like that's great splash screen. What? Let's have a look at the menu screen. Mm, very nice. Very tasteful. What's it play like? No one's even yeah, tried. Don't know. Been trying to get on. Been trying to navigate, navigate this picture menu for the last three days. <laughs> can't even just, start. The, can't even yeah, start can't the even, game. Can't even just press a button and start a game. Jesus Christ! Again, it's it's a massive, massive missed opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. And the thing is that four years after that yeah. comes. One of the genuinely great PS1 games of all descriptions. And that's, of course... Is it called FIFA 98? FIFA Road to World World Cup 98. I had it on the PC. And it is probably the first truly great football game I've ever played. It basically took my experience of FIFA on previous generation... Mm -hmm consoles Mm -hmm. the mega drives and so forth and it just did everything right yeah and it had all of the teams Mm -hmm. you could play the entire qualifying thing yeah it's where i learned my love of gabon yes my second my second international team yeah it's nice that this story which is filled with dog shit in yeah well dog shit and you know, subterfuge to the point that it might genuinely qualify for a class action lawsuit. Yeah. That ever since FIFA have been in charge of doing World Cup games, they have been uniformly excellent. Although, obviously, with that FIFA guarantee that basically you're buying the same game that you bought four years ago. Yeah, or even three years ago or two years ago or last year. But... uh I think we're done. I think we're done because, I mean, you know, both of our bedrooms are covered in projectile vomit. It's appalling, appalling in here. Well, I mean, after you uh, played World Cup 94, you sent me a message to say that you killed your children. So I, I hope that they're better. Yeah, they, they they did recover. You, yeah, that's good, good to know. <laughs> just just beating your yeah. family. Oh, it was... Projectile vomiting round the room. It's... That's what World Cup 94 does. Yeah, it's no good, is it? Anyway, 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 you can find me on Twitter at 2HT, D-W-O-H-T. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at 200% Pod. I think we're done. God, it's just so, it's so yeah. bad, those games. They're, they're, don't play yeah, those don't games. Don't play those games. I will try and find links. I probably will. And if I do, then you'll have to go to the website, find the page for the, for, for the just podcast. Just don't do it. Don't. And uh, and so I will try and find them. I don't know if I'll be able to in the in the case of World Cup Carnival. I can't imagine anybody would have, you know, gone to the trouble yeah. of doing that just for me. But you never know. But um, yeah, I think we're about done. So once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back at the same time next week. It's been emotional. Goodbye. Thank you.